Oh, hey, this is this is episode 69. Nice. What's in the queue? 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 Pinterest tattoo board. So my Pinterest is full of either tattoos mm-hmm. uh, or um, how I want to redo my house. Okay. That's Mod- it. Modifications. Oh, and, and nails. I, I made a board full of, it's called Gangster Nails. Oh. <laughs> so all, all the nail art that I That you would want to do and but want and, yeah. we can't because we work in a factory that's rough on nails. Yeah. 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 And I don't want to spend all that money all the time. That's true. That's why I buy the cheap plastic ones. Yes. Uh, that's why I have my own gel nail kit. Yes. So it's fun. Yes. We'll have to do that sometime when we're recording. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be difficult. A lot of silences <laughs> to cut out. No, you'll be talking and I'll be and you'll be like, yeah. And I'll be like, and. Uh... <laughs> I'm very focused right now. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So, Emily, huh? what have you been up to recently? Uh, I am I am only just now coming out of the post-Star Wars Celebration fugue stage. Yes. I was basically hungover on Star Wars all week. Mm-hmm. Um, when I did come out of the fugue state, I realized that I had bought four pairs of shoes. Um, Nothing wrong with there, that. Because I bought uh, three pairs of shoes for myself. Mm-hmm. Um this one company, Incus, they've got these slides that uh, they have a Tatooine one, they have a Hoth one, and they have uh, an Endor one. So, obviously, I had to buy those for myself. <laughs> and my kid liked the Tatooine ones, so I bought her a pair of those. So yeah. now we've got mommy-daughter matching Tatooine Star Wars slides. And they are amazing. I don't know if you can see the back. Uh, let me turn enough... That it's got the names of the planets in Arabesh on the back. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you still have this glorious, like, afterglow uh, of Star Wars. Uh, what do I want to say? Yeah, I'm, just, I'm pregnant with Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Um, we got to meet some internet friends. Uh, yes. Manny. Yes. Who has written into the show before. And he's got a bunch of podcasts that I listen to. Yes. Um, he, oh... Everyone, if you like the Star Wars, you should go listen to Manny and his friend Bea's show, Holocron Speakers. They are going through all the movies and the novelizations. Fantastic show. Delightful people. We got to meet them. I love them. We're like real life friends now and not just internet friends. Uh, got to meet the guys from Blast Points. I've been listening nice. to them for like, they've been on for four years now. Yes. And I'm like, they told me I was one of the first listeners to like Aww. talk to them on the internet. So I'm like, cool. All right. We're friends now. So yeah, uh, what I'm, was what was the highlight? What what mm, do you okay. think was the most uh, pivotal moment of Star Wars Celebration for you? Okay, well since I wasn't there for the episode nine trailer, I yeah. I had to watch that on YouTube while screaming <laughs> uh, with Gary the dog sitting on my lap. Yeah. Um. So for me, going on Saturday and Sunday, the two highlights. Uh, there there was a real high and there was one real low. Oh. Um. What I thought the best cosplay was going to be was the Tunisian film set boom mic operator guy with insanely high shorts and hiking boots and holding a boom mic all over the crowd. I thought he was going to be the number one cosplay. Nay. Really? There was a dude 
dressed up like the island that Luke was on what? in The Last Jedi on, on Octu. Yeah, basically he just made, he had like gray burlap, made a, a rock structure of himself, and was like glued porgs all over himself. Oh. So that obviously wins best cosplay. Yes. Um, The low, 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 real low, surprised we were able to come back from it, was I took Cassie to a build your own armor, build your own Mandalorian armor panel in the family room. Uh-huh. Cassie walked in there thinking she was going to be handed some foam and some scissors and, like, going to make armor, right? Nay. No. Nay. It was a paper mask that they wanted the kids to color, and she was pissed. (laughs) Now, (laughs) like, like to the point where that's when we ended up meeting Bea for the first time, and and Cassie's just sitting there, and Bea's like, will you show me your design for your armor? And Cassie, like, just throws this piece of paper out of (laughs) like, here! It's like, oh, yeah. ah, babe, I'm sorry. We're uh, we're just having a low moment right now. Real sorry. Uh, we did come back from it, though, because um, the great thing about Star Wars Celebration is that wherever you go, there's Star Wars fans. So you just uh-huh. start talking, right? Yeah. So we were in line at the Her Universe booth. That's Ashley Eckstein. She did the voice of Ahsoka Tano. She's got a clothing line. It's fantastic. Don't worry about it. Um <laughs> The one of the moderators of the line, she's in the Mandalorian Mercs. So she does her own Mandalorian cosplay, right? So she talked me through how to start kids in their own armor. Like, gave me the place to go in Joann's to get that fabric. Like, she talked me through everything. So now Cassie is like, well, I want to build my own armor now. So we know a guy who's really good at cutting and shaping foam, and I'm going to watch some YouTube tutorials to learn how to sew, and I'm going to make my kid a kid. And and then, and then, top it off even better, she turns around, Cassie turns around to me and says, Mommy, what if you made a kit too, and we could yeah. do it together? Yeah. Yes! <laughs> my heart melted. I am... Like I said, I'm pregnant with Star Wars. I'm just, I'm glowing. I'm happy. I'm so, I'm so tired. Yeah. I'm so happy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the rest of us had 11 day stretch of mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. Um, did not have fun. No. No, no you no, did no, not. No, no, no. Um, Although, I, I have found a, a new way to get out of work early. Oh? Tell the boss you're not coming in. So then when you do come in, they're like, I got coverage for you. And then you're like, I'll go home. And they're like, okay. <laughs> so I got to go home four hours early what? on Sunday. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well done. Yeah. I got I got to start my new job. How do you like it? I, I actually like it. Yeah? I was sad that I didn't win the bid on the job next to you because, oh my God, we would have had a lot of fun. Yes. Um, But for as crappy as everyone was saying the job was, it's not that bad. Nice. Not that bad. Nice. Yeah. Well, you know, there's always new jobs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'll keep an eye out. You know. Yeah. But I'm okay. Awesome. I'm pregnant with Star Wars and I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to continue our joyous journey through once again having cults month. Cults, 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 This will eventually become a whole song. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'm going to work on a bridge. And yeah. I, I'm hoping it's going to shoot up the charts to number one 
and we don't have to go work at that place. We don't have to go. We can be one-hit wonders, and I'm okay with that. Listen, if a track that uses a nine-inch nails hook and a uh, Dutch beats maker who uploaded yeah. the the song to a, a buy your own beats website and then a young boy from Georgia can rap over it and it can become number one on the country and top 100 charts. Anything is possible. I don't like that song. Oh, anyways. Oh, we'll talk about that offline. I, you played it for me and I was like, oh, no, I have a manifesto about it now. It's fine. Oh my. <laughs> Welcome to my TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We're going to just host that in the basement. Mm-hmm. It'll be us. It, us. And literally Joel. just the two of us. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can get Gary the dog to sit still to pay attention to it long enough. I doubt it. There's going to be um, slides. <laughs> so this week we are discussing Join Us. Yeah. I don't have a description because we had to watch it on the YouTubes. I got one because oh. I IMDb'd it. I broke our no Google rule. You break that rule to the point where it's probably not a rule anymore. <sighs> I can't not research. I'm sorry. It's good. It's good. At the Mountain Rock Church in South Carolina, Pastor Raymond Mills leads a small Christian cult that justifies brutal actions like child abuse with the words of the Old Testament. Documentarian Andy Timiner focuses on one family in particular who left the church with plans to file a lawsuit against Mills before checking into a -a one-of-a-kind cult treatment center. Timiner's film follows their journey uh, as they receive psychological help and then return home to confront their former pastor. Yeah, 2007 documentary from director Andy Timiner. Um... I think I stumbled across this while Googling weird cult documentaries. Yeah. 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 It was a good find. Good find. Interesting find. Yes. Um, This is going to be especially interesting because um, it's it's not a, a, a typical cult as far as basically making up your own version of religion. Right. Um, it does make its own reality, though. It do- yes. 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 Um, and I think uh, there's probably a lot of uh, cults probably are based more like this that we're going to talk about yes. um, than a lot of people want to think. Um, like, uh, and and basically watching this made me want to start our own retreat um, where everyone goes to basically get deprogrammed out of this cult um, is Wellspring Retreat. And it's like the only one. Literally, in 2007, when this documentary yeah. was the only one, I was going to Google if they had more. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, I wouldn't mind looking up this place's website to see if maybe they take donations mm-hmm. or have a Patreon or something. Because I feel like you're doing good work. Yes. Yes, we appreciate you. Yeah. So anyways, um, the majority of this centers around two major families. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're splinters off of these families. Yes. Um, but Joaquin, uh, most of it revolves around his family and the splinters that come out from there. Yes. And, um, and, his, and Tanya's His family. wife is yeah. a sister who's in another family who was also in the church. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. mother-in-laws and sister-in-laws and... It was a very tight-knit church community. Yeah. So, basically, <clears throat> um, we're, we're going to Mountain Rock 
Church, where Pastor Raymond, uh, or or just Pastor, as literally they call just him. Pastor. Um, so we're gonna just call him Pastor. Yeah, I specifically wrote his name with a lowercase p because I didn't think he deserved a capital P. Yes, uh, Pastor in heavy air quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, I'm gonna give you the little parameters. Yes. Uh, Pastor and his wife um, are starting this church. And they need followers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, they hook up uh, with Joaquin's family. He hooks up with Joaquin's family. Uh, specifically, Joaquin has a construction company. Very beneficial. Right. Um, and uh, his brother-in-law, John. And they start actually building a neighborhood surrounding this church. The heritage. Yes, the heritage. Um and so they build all these I mean, nice houses, very nice. Oh sure, and it, this is like like mid. This is probably like mid nineties. Late yeah yeah late, mid to late nineties ni- late nineties early two thousands yeah. Um, and the, the McMansions. Yeah yeah, yeah they're very they're, it's kind of like this house yeah yeah. Um, so as they build these houses and get these families into the church, and then now they're all the members of the church are in these houses. They buy them. Well, pastor says we need to give him these houses. These are his houses that he will in turn rent to you at an inflated rate. Right. So now pastor owns this whole neighborhood and the church. Yeah. Oh, and also don't forget that land that's behind the church. Yeah. I need you guys to buy it too. Yeah. Really, honestly, if just like four or five of you go in at $125,000 a pop, we can get this land purchased and then we can build a new church, Yay! a bigger church. Ah! Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. Uh, Pastor also needs to collect cars. Um, so make sure that you're giving above and over your normal tithes. Which I'm I'm pretty sure tithing is 10%. Right? Yeah. From what I remember from my Catholic school days, yeah. it's 10%. Um, and we have most members giving about 80% of their paychecks yeah. to pastor. Yeah. Um, basically, uh, you need to be punished and be in pain and be distraught and broke down and terrible in order for you to be happy in heaven. Well, the devil and, is in you. Yes. Um, so we need to get the devil out. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So, you know, there's things like, uh, I'm going to beat the crap out of your children. No, no, no. Well, I'm going to partially beat the crap yeah. out of your children. I'm going to need you to beat your children harder so that I don't have to do it yes. for you. And make sure you look at me for approval. Yeah. So this is this, this is the life this is that the these people are living. Um, um, we also meet Tanya right in the beginning. Oh, we meet oh, Tanya. Tanya. Tanya, I love you. I love you. And I hope I'm, she's... I, I'm very frustrated. <laughs> I, I, as is she. Yes. Um, Tanya has spent several years, had spent several years in this church. Yes. And this is a good transition to go into Wellspring. Yep. But as, as she is going into Wellspring, she admits, I don't know how to be a mother anymore. I don't know how to do this stuff anymore because... Right. I have spent all these years listening to pastor tell me how to do it. And now I think that's wrong. And now I don't know what to do. Yeah. How terrifying is that? Yeah. Tanya really coming out of this and basically throughout this whole documentary, she has no sense of what reality is. Um, Are uh, like Joaquin and the people at Wellspring telling her the truth about pastor or 
Um, are they the devil trying to lure her away from God? It's terrible. Yep. It's so sad. Yep. I actually wish I had a really good backstory on Tanya. Like, I would love to see how she grew up. Yeah. To uh, lead her to this reality because you really see this pull for her that she loves Pastor and Pastor's uh, wife, Deborah. Deborah. Um, like parental figures. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I don't know if I'm if I'm just guessing out in the wind. It almost appears to me like maybe she didn't have that growing up or didn't have that in the loving way. And so it opened her up to I need I need parental figures I need that. This this is a really good transition into Wellspring. Yes, because okay, so the the Wellspring Center, Wellspring Treatment Center, um, Liz Shaw, she's the chief operating officer. Um, she has she runs this place as a, a I don't I guess a sanctuary sort of like a sanctuary, sort of like a place to just take a deep breath. It's kind of like a halfway house. It is. It's a halfway house out of a cult back into the real world. For You get two weeks. Two weeks. That's well, Because honestly, any longer, and they bring this up in the documentary, any longer, and you're going to start treating them like, like your, your new leaders. pastor. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so they use uh, Dr. Is it Robert Liston? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. No. Yeah. Robert Lifton. He wrote a book using the eight criteria for thought reform. And the, I really thought this documentary was going to go into each eight, each I of the know, eight ones, but they so didn't. Angry. So I had to look it up real quick. The the eight criteria are milieu control, mystical manipulation, demand for purity, confession, sacred science, loading the language, doctrine over person, dispensing of existence. Okay, so let's let's go through a couple of these because the the documentary covers a couple of them like uh milieu control where it is the control of information and communication both within the environment and ultimately within the individual it is a way of isolating mm-hmm. someone because if the only information you're getting about god about life about how i should be living is from pastor raymond mills yeah pastor raymond mills has then isolated you from the rest of the people that you knew. Okay. Right. And he's doing that by everybody's living in the housing edition. Exactly. We're going to church a million times a day. Exactly. Um, that, and then that is like, that goes into like doctrine over person. Like the word of God is now more sacred than the word of your family. Right. And the word of God is directly coming from pastor. Pastor institutes I receive the only in all the messages from God. None of you. It is my job to teach you how wrong you've been living, to break exactly. you out of it, to punish it out of you, and then to reset you into this life. Into the right way. Yes. Yeah. So you can go to heaven. Let's see. What, oh, uh, oh, my personal favorite, because I think I have directly experienced this, is mystical manipulation. Yeah. Right? So that's the idea of... Creating an environment that is adjacent to reality, mm-hmm. right? So, for example, in this documentary, they talk about the dancing and the singing, yep. right? Dancing and singing have been used in sacred ritual since we stopped. Since, since we, we started s- doing that. Since we were humans, basically. <laughs> yeah. Like, like even back in our Neanderthal days, like, mm-hmm. there's, there's always been 
There's been sacred rites that involve singing and dancing. It is a way of altering perception. Yeah. And I'm going to start getting into some tinfoil stuff here. Nope. But but ritual is perception is reality, right? Of so course. the ritual alters your perception, alters your reality. So pastor would have them do this like high kick, kind yeah. of like a Nazi march, which we'll get into that in a second. <laughs> but kind of like this Nazi high kick dancing thing. Um, but it directly reminded me of uh like Jonestown mm-hmm. and how Jim Jones would run his services with the loud go- with like loud gospel music yep. and the clapping and the and you know and and that at oneness that you mm-hmm. can feel and like everyone has felt that yeah the be- think of the best concert you ever went to it's that one band you know the band and then they sang that one song right you can hear you can feel it right now it, you're thinking of that feeling and how it felt when the entire stadium had I don't know if you're old like us, lighters up. If you're younger, had your phones out. <laughs> and everyone was swaying and singing. And it was this communal at one, at oneness. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I also felt that at the Frozen, the Disney Frozen sing-along experience. And I was ready to join that cult. All right? Because right. they made it snow from the ceiling and I let it go. And the storm never bothered me anyway. <laughs> but like, this whole idea that it do- it doesn't take, it doesn't take an evil person to start a cult. To, t- to start a group. Right. To start a following. Right. Right. It becomes evil when the person in charge does it for their own personal gain. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't let you be you. No. If you can't be you, get out of there. Mm-hmm. You're in a cult. Call your dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to quote MFA. Oh, right. Right, right, right. <laughs> I want to make sure. I don't want to steal. I'm not right. stealing. Not stealing. Um, yeah. And, and and you you get into that, too, with the healing. And Tanya talks about uh, her having a thyroid condition. And then uh, Pastor heals her. Heals her. Right. Um, and then when she leaves, she finds out she has the thyroid condition. You had the thyroid condition the whole time. Yeah, uh, but it's just the power of that, and you, and then you start thinking about when you see like the laying of hands on people, you know, the television the pastors, tongues, and yeah, all that kind of stuff. And and yes, they are speaking tongues type of organization. Yes, um, which I never really understood. <laughs> you know, I, I I have personally never been to a church where that is uh-uh. a thing. Uh, again, I grew up German Irish Catholic. You shut the fuck up in church. All right. Um, but like, I've heard other people talk about it and yeah. I like, I know I've heard Ben Kessel talk about it yeah. on Top Hat and, and last podcast and stuff like that. And and even as like a 10 year old boy, he was standing there watching people talk in tongues and like, no, you're, you're full of shit right now. Right. I mean, anyways. Yeah. So basically all these people are all, you know, sucked in and it's still a, a, a small community. It's right. not a huge mega church or anything no, like that. No, we are not Joel. We're not even in the here. hundreds. No, we're not even in the fifties. Maybe we might be fifty. And maybe. that's and that is something that Liz from Wellspring points out. She's like cults. Now you're not going to get another Jonestown. Yeah, you're not, not going to get gonna, the Moody's. And, no, it's no. not. It's not going to be big like that because there's no way to control that large of a group of people now that everyone has the ability to communicate with the outside world at all times. Yeah. Right? So you, what you see now, what they're seeing now is the small parish communities that go sour. Which, by the way, in case you didn't know, fun little fact, the United States is number one Mm -hmm. in cults. Cults, cults, 
And I think that's part of that. We there is so much quote unquote freedom. Uh, we it is literally our First Amendment. We can it's quote unquote yes and no, but especially the freedom of religion. It allows anyone and everyone to be like, "Hi, I'm a church now. Uh, I'm not paying taxes anymore." First of all, it's just first some, of all, it's just some simple paperwork. It, Honestly, no. Let's have a church. Okay, okay. We're gonna have a church. <laughs> we don't know what it's called yet. <laughs> Send in suggestions to what's in the queue at gmail.com. <laughs> and then your tithes. Um, but yeah, so Joaquin was really the first one to go, hmm. This is weird, right? I don't really dig working all day, building these houses. For a dollar a day. giving this to you. Yeah. Um, I don't enjoy seeing my children get, well, he didn't have a children, but he didn't have a children. He, <laughs> he didn't have children the at the children's. point that he left. Um so he, he was like, holy crap, I'm in a cult. We're getting the fuck out of here. He called his dad, who was in the cult. Yeah. And been like, dad, you're in a cult. We're in a cult. <laughs> Can we take a step back? He tells his wife, come on, come on, come on, come on. She's like, no, we're not in a cult. Yeah. Uh, pastor convinced her he is now the, the devil or has the demon has the in, devil him, in him. And right? he, he, you know, you need to divorce him. Uh, by the way, she is extremely pregnant at this point. She yep. divorces him because he is the devil. Well, he's excommunicated from the church. Yeah, he cannot and, talk to anyone, which is another typical thing. If your religion doesn't allow you to talk to other people, it's not a religion anymore. It's a cult. Get out. Yep. Run. Run. Yep. Um, so, and then uh, Pastor was even going further with Joaquin's wife, Christy. Yes, Christy. Yes, Christy and Joaquin. Uh, that her her child had demons in him. Well, yeah, his father has the devil in him, her, so the children are going to have her newborn child. Yeah, no, um, no, still in utero, child. Yeah, this child was going to be born with demons. Um. Uh, also, uh, John's wife. Uh, John and was that Deirdre? I think that was Deirdre. I think it's Deirdre. Might be wrong. Sorry, Deirdre. Sorry, John's wife. Whichever one you are. Um. That that she was in labor for like two days, uh, and that was you know she was going through painful labor and long labor because she had demons in her, and she's she's laying the next day after having her child. John's at work building houses for Pastor, mm-hmm. um, and she's she's heavily bleeding. She is hemorrhaging. <laughs> There's a lot of blood when you have a baby. In case yep. you didn't know, don't do it. Um, I mean, do it if you want to, I guess. But there's a lot of blood. Um, and, and, you know, she, she calls John and she's like, I'm bleeding pretty badly. We need to do something. And pastor's standing right there and he's like, you need to set that chick in her place. So he's like, shut up, deal with it. When I come home, I want my dinner. You got 15 minutes for me to take a shower. I want my dinner when I come out. What? I would, I would murder a man. So I want to talk about these children. Because yeah, we, we see need, these kids yeah. after they're out um, of the cult. And uh, you just see some like short video clips of them talking when there isn't really grownups around besides the cameraman. Right. Um, and they're, they've, they've seen some shit. And you can tell yep. by the words they use, how they act towards each other. Um, there's a scene where there's two, uh, probably like three year olds, three to four year olds in there, um, talking about how one choked the other one because he was 
raising his voice to him. Mm-hmm. Um, so he needed to be choked yep. uh, to uh, get that demon out of him. Yeah. Basically. Um, Have we ever talked about transactional analysis on this podcast? Okay. Fantastic book. If you ever want to read it, it's called I'm Okay, You're Okay uh, by Dr. Thomas Charles. It's Charles Thomas or Thomas Charles. One of the two. But if you Google I'm Okay, You're Okay, you'll find it. Um, Transactional analysis is the idea that um, literally everything you have ever experienced uh, in utero up to about the age of five Mm -hmm. is plugged into your brain. It is yeah. it is solidly stored in your brain. And that becomes the that that becomes uh your parent voice. That is what is real in your head, right? Okay. okay. How you emotionally feel towards that, towards the things that have that you've experienced, that is your child. Mm-hmm. Okay. What happens about the age of 5 is you start to blend the two. And it becomes your adult. And th- these are all like capital P, mm-hmm. capital C, capital A. Like, the, mm-hmm. you know, the, these are, you know, these are big terms here. These kids, with what they have experienced in their childhood, are going to have an incredibly difficult time coming into their adult yeah. mindset. Because every their parent voice is, no, I need to choke you out. Because that's what happened to me. So that's the right way to do it. Yeah. Even if their child mind says, I'm scared and that's scary and I didn't like it, their parent says, no, that's the right thing to do. Right. So as, as like trying to figure out what to do with that information that you have put, that, that's mm-hmm. been put into your brain. Mm-hmm. Like, I am terrified for those kids. Oh, yeah. The years of therapy yeah. that it is going to take. And even listening to Tanya's oldest daughter. Yep. Um, watch... <sighs> Ugh. This is the heart. Okay. So Tanya ha, in this documentary talks multiple times about killing herself, wanting to yep. kill herself, almost killing herself. Mm-hmm. And she does this in front of her children. <sighs> These children that have experienced trauma their entire life until that point. The, the beatings, the being forced to run, the, the holding of hands over stoves. Yeah. To feel the fires of hell. But yeah. yeah. And, and that was the part, the parts with Tanya and her children really bothered me because yes i understand tanya is going through all of this and trying to process and you can see like there is no tanya no no, she is a very uh just a shell of a person and it was heartbreaking to watch um so i don't think she had the switch to go i'm in front of my kids now i need to not be talking about this or not be forcing them to go hug pastor right Oh, we'll talk about that <sighs> yeah. in a second. Um, well, and- but just listening to her oldest daughter, you know, talk about very grown-up things. Uh, uh, how t- she she put it. Um, Ma- mama's got a flu in her spirit. Yeah, Ma- mama's mama's got the flu in her spirit right now. And you can see like half of her own world personality and what she's experienced, mm-hmm. and you can see them both kind of battling each other in this what nine-year-old, maybe ten. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 so hard to watch like four times yep Um, (laughs) so basically when uh, they're in this retreat they're spending two weeks learning um, how to think for themselves right that you are your own person with your own thoughts and it it has nothing to do with what pastor has told you right Um, and then breaking down each of those things that pastor does yep and what it 
is in reality Mm -hmm. and how to kind of function. But you got to imagine they're shoving all that in two weeks. Right. Which is very difficult. And, and Wellspring even says, listen, this is just two weeks. This is just to snap you out of it. You need therapy. Yeah. You, let's let's get you in contact with actual therapists in your area. We'll be here if you need to call us, but yeah. you need to, you, you have taken a step off of one path and onto another. Time to walk down that path now. Right. Um, and through this too, we see uh, the people who work for the retreat calling the police mm-hmm. and telling them what's going on. Mm-hmm. And the cop just going, I don't even understand how anybody can get mixed up in anything like that. And just basically not believing them um, and just like not going to do anything about it. Yeah. So at the end of these two weeks, um, you can see Tanya. She's not ready. She she no. should have never gone back to that house. But they all go back to the neighborhood, to That's, the house. Okay. That was what I wanted to ask you that. That's that neighborhood, yes. right? Yes. The first time I wasn't sure, but the second time I was like, well, where else would they have gone that exactly. was their house? Exactly. Um, so, so back, yeah, they're back in South Carolina now. And they're, they're all pursuing, trying to uh, get him arrested, get this to stop, get their money back, yeah. get, get something. Well, at least have the prop the church property turned back over to them in a trust mm-hmm. to then be dispensed to the families mm-hmm. to get their money back. Um, they they get shut down at lawyer after lawyer after lawyer. They get in touch with the top and only attorney who's ever even dealt with cult things. Um, and oh, Phil Elberg. And He's basically a, on his business card, yeah. Cultic litigation specialist. Cool. <laughs> I gotta get one of those. Okay. <laughs> um, so basically he's like, hey, it's really, really hard. It's really hard to do this. Yeah. Damn near impossible. Well, and beca- but- because he's like, listen, I I understand that this man had a lot of control over you, but at the end of the day, you guys were the ones beating your children. Right. I can't take that to court. Right. We need some proof. The best proof that we could get is getting Pastor to admit it. Spy glasses! Oh, spy glasses! I want spy glasses so bad. And it also makes me wonder, how many people do you come in contact throughout your, out there life that are wearing spy cameras? Well, technically, uh, we all have spy glasses in yes. our pockets. I am holding up my phone I'm right now. I'm just saying like a physical person going, I'm going to secretly be recording people today. Like that's... That's, That's creepy. I don't like it. I don't want to think about it. I know these fools are listening to mm-hmm. me. What up? Mm-hmm. But just your average creeper person. Mm. I think it, it's it's somehow scarier to a one person. Well, because now it's got me panicked know. about every public toilet I've ever peed in. <laughs> Wait, do you have a camera in your toilet? I do. Yeah. But I like to watch. This Indiana is a consent state. You have to require you're required by law to let us know. Um, oh, should I have told you that we're recording right now? <laughs> um, so the group collectively, uh, Tanya's family and her children, Joaquin's family and their fingers spreading out a family, they all um, decide to meet Pastor after service. <sighs> okay. And bless Joaquin. I get it, dude. I get it. Yeah, he blows he, it. He, yeah, he starts yelling at him and 
it definitely doesn't help because you definitely really like pastor knows that they're trying to get him to say it and he's oh yeah oh smarter he, crazier tip, than them. he's tip tappy dancing all over the place because it have you ever heard of borderline personality disorder yep uh the whole thing where they just want you to react yeah because it will validate everything that they're feeling yep. like i kind of saw that yeah. I'm not, oh, yeah. I'm not, a, I'm not no, a therapist. I no, can't diagnose no. anyone. But like, I saw a couple of these little keywords yep. that I saw it. I saw oh, it. Yes. And, 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 uh, awesome technique that bad people use is to play the victim as well. Oh yeah. Pastor's got the Alzheimer's now. Deborah. Yeah. So before they go meet pastor, they get Tanya to call Deborah. the house. Yeah. And. This, I, I almost wonder which one's more evil. I'm kind of leaning towards Deborah. I am also leaning towards the pastor's wife being more evil. Because we get some really good stuff mm-hmm. from her. And I, I, I think she's more manipulative and evil than he is. Yes. I think she urges him along. I, I think they're a perfect match. I think they are a perfect match. I... I I think she knows the buttons that need to get pushed with every person to make sure that they stay near pastor. Yeah. And under pastor's control. Yes, because she plays the motherly role. Right. That, um, you know, she she appears to be weak, you know, and frail and just kind and loving. But we need to listen to daddy. Right. We need to listen to daddy. Come on. Right. You know, come, well, come I'll on and beat your children. Too. Come on and beat your children. Yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah, it's fine. She, she's, yeah. she's a little she's scary. Definitely, I think, even more so a master manipulator than he is. I would agree. He's got the easier route of just going, I'm a pastor. Well, God told me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow. Um, yeah. So she, Tanya calls Deborah, pastor's wife, and, um, you know, they're trying to talk about stuff. And, and Tanya, you see at first, kind of like, Hi, mom. I, you know, kind of mentality. And then you hear some other things and she, you see her face change. And when she, you know, like light bulbs are going on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know, wait, she's bad. These people are bad. Yeah. I, I am right to be leaving them. I, but I still have this longing to belong with them. Yeah. Um, and you see that again when Tanya talks to Pastor. You see it. She's like, Fasha. And then she's like, evil, Ugh, yeah. I don't believe you. But then she's still kind of like, oh, But know. how difficult. What a mind. Ugh. She spent all those years. Yes, I get it. I, I, <sighs> I feel so bad for her. Yes. And I just want, I just want to make sure that she's in therapy and she's got a good safe space to grow herself back. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Tanya, we're jumping all over the place, but. When Tanya calls Deborah, Pastor's wife, um, Tanya starts talking about things that Pastor has done to her children, and that's when Deborah's like, oh, "He, you know, me, we, we've, we've repented for things that maybe we pushed a little too hard." And you know, Pastor doesn't remember any of that because he has the first stages of Alzheimer's. So, 
Now he can play that card and you can see him doing it when they're all collected together in the church trying mm-hmm. to goat him into admitting what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's playing it up. He's yeah. he's downplaying what he did. Oh, maybe we pushed a little too far, but it's because we love you. And I don't really remember anything because I'm old and senile. And, and I've apologized. Yeah, I've said I'm sorry. The, the whole tenet of our faith is that, you know, is forgiveness. Yeah. You know, so you if someone asks for forgiveness, you have to do it. Mm-hmm. What a fucking hypocrite. Right. Literally, earlier in the documentary, he was ridiculing uh, um, most Christians. He said most Christians only pretend church. Yeah. And, and they, they only, you know, they'll do whatever they want during the week. And then they ask for forgiveness on Sunday and all is forgiven. Yeah. What are you doing, old man? Yep. Ugh. He doesn't think he has to ask for forgiveness, first no. of all. That well, shows you what a crazy person he is. Yeah. So, you know, Joaquin loses his cool and he ends up leaving. And that, you know, that's Pastor's cue to be like, you guys need to leave. You guys are are, are putting all this falseness on me. And, right. And I don't have to listen to it. So we love you. You can come back if you want to, but go. Um, so Tanya is totally getting roped back in. You see this, you hear it, you feel it. She is very torn at this moment feeling, I kind of want to go back there with Pastor. I feel like I just you know, stabbed him in the back and all these things. So her video camera dies, but the recording is still going. Mm. So she makes her children go back into that church so Pastor can hug them and apologize to them again. I'm like, and I know it's just the brainwashing talking, but it just hurts and it it makes me angry. It does hurt. But I get it. I, I understand if I put myself in that position... I get it. She's scared. She's lost. She doesn't know what's really happening. You know, she, she, what is that? Milieu control. Yeah. She does not know what is real right now. Yeah. And it's so sad. And you see it time and again. Um, Eventually, uh, Tanya ends up going to their house to talk to Pastor and Deborah. Once again, brings the children. (sighs) This is where you see some high key crazy coming out of pastor's wife because she starts like jibber jabbing. And then you see her like go cold. She's like pointing her finger up in the air. I'm like, yeah, you're crazy showing lady. Yeah. Oh, oh. And let's talk about the bombshells. Mm -hmm. Uh, One, they're going to Europe. Yeah. To continue their ministry over there. AKA they know that they're being looked at. Targeted. Uh, Uh, Tanya goes, well, is it wise to travel with Alzheimer's? Deborah's like, he doesn't have Alzheimer's, you fool. Yeah. Like, she, like, li- she literally Disney villains her. Yes. <laughs> yes. Imbeciles. Fools. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is a really good documentary. It is so good. It's so frustrating. It is, and I was I was surprised that, that Andy... And the camera crew yeah. got as much access to Pastor and his wife as as much as they did. Right. Because the big ego and the I am this person. Oh, that's the psychopath takes coming over. out. Yeah. So I'm going to show you, look, everything's cool. Yeah. Well, I can easily explain everything if yeah. you just listen to me. Yeah. If you just listen it's to me. It's freaking Ted Bundy sitting watch on the stand. Watch the watch. It's Ted Bundy <laughs> acting as his own lawyer all over again. Yes. Okay. So the, col- the documentary kind of closes down. With a where are they now? Yeah, uh, it's a couple months later. 
Um, basically, uh, Tanya and her husband Travis, they've moved to Montana. I I'm, hold on. <laughs> I want to come back to them okay. in just a second, okay? Because okay? we Go have ahead. a lot Go of things ahead. to talk about. Go tonight. ahead. Uh, John and and Deirdre, they're in Nashville. They're doing okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Deirdre is really coming to grips with everything that John has done to her. Like, I think, I think they suggested they're in counseling yeah. and they're trying and, to work and, it out. And John too. I mean, John talks about like, I cannot believe I did all that. And am I that person? Yeah. Am I going to hurt my kids more? Am I going to hurt my wife yeah. more? Like, am I this monster? That's what I feel like I am. Am I this monster? Right. Uh, Joaquin and Christy are in Big Sur doing great yeah. out on the beach. Loving it. Um, the... <laughs> Liz from Wellspring calls Tanya to kind of check in, see how things are going. And Tanya is like, I think there's a cult living next door to me. And I gave them my number and my home address. Oh my God. Like Tanya, Tanya, Tanya. You don't just give your number out to people. Stop that. And okay. So even when the Mormons and the Jehovah's Witnesses come to the door. Yeah. I do, I do, I'm not a dick to them, okay? I, that is, Their ministry is what they believe God wants them to do. I don't feel like them knocking on my door is an affront to me at all. Uh-huh. I don't feel like them exercising that part of their religion infringes upon my yeah. ability to go cast a circle in the backyard. Yeah. Um. So, like, yeah, I'll, I'll listen and I'll chat and, like, friendly. But I do not make any promises to go to their services. But... Do you want to answer the door and go, hello? No, actually, nice I, to see you. I really don't. I, re- I, I genuinely don't. Because if when people just want to worship their God yeah. and they just want to be people about it, yeah. that's great. You know what I do? I don't answer the door. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, the girls are like, but somebody's here. And I'm like, shh. <laughs> They'll hear you. <laughs> shh. Quiet. Close the curtain. They'll leave in a minute. If they see you close the curtain, even better. <laughs> now, um, can I tell you about my drive back from Chicago real quick in regards to Always. this? In regards to this uh, cold neighborhood. We can talk about whatever we want. We run this bitch. This is true. Uh, we now have a church. Um, so the this whole idea of a parish buying up some property, mm-hmm. building houses together, building mm-hmm. a neighborhood together. Driving back from Chicago, um, maybe about 40 minutes outside of Fort Wayne, getting pretty close. Yeah. I saw a billboard on the side of the road uh-huh. for a, um, I believe it was a West Point neighborhood. Uh-huh. Uh, W-E-S-T. Big yeah. cross for the T. Yeah. P-O-I-N-T-E. Yeah. Okay. Oh. And it got me thinking, they are heavily signaling yeah. that this is a Christian neighborhood. Yeah. Because you don't have a big T cross Thing. Like, unless you are heavily signaling yeah. that you're Christian. Yeah. Right? Is that a cult neighborhood? 40 minutes outside of here? Could be. I kind of want to go look around. It could be the most subtle version of that. It could be. It could, <laughs> it, it could it literally could be saying, hey, um, we're not going to necessarily say we're not going to give you the loan for this house if you're not a Christian. But, but if we you're might. wearing that cross necklace, yeah. you are pre-approved. Yeah. Pre-approved <laughs> with cross necklaces. Uh, but yeah, no, it was just, it was, it, and it happened in a flash and we were mid-conversation and I made everyone in the car stop talking. I'm like, <gasps> I just saw a thing. I think it's a cult. Yeah. I want to go look at it. But I didn't go look at it because I was scared. Uh, also, it was very late. How mm. far is it? Can we go drive? Yeah. It's just, it's just out 30. Road trip, road yeah. trip. Da, 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 da. All right. Cool. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, I can say that, like, 
I know of a person that I believe to be living in a cult-like setting. Um, they live in a commune for Jesus. Well, I'm pretty positive that's a cult. <clears throat> See, okay. But again, like, we got to go through that eight criteria. We yeah. got to look at who's sucking whose dick. Ooh. Where's the money going? Yeah, I will say, I, I didn't see any sexual abuse happening in this documentary. We didn't, we didn't see any. They didn't talk about it. When they were talking about how hard they were spanking the children, nobody seemed like they were erect. Correct. Yeah. So, we're one step. That's a pro, right? Stop the... <laughs> you know, I, and I don't even see anything wrong with having a church in a neighborhood and all the people go in that neighborhood go to that church i don't even see anything wrong with that it's i don't want to i I don't want to it's not for me it also it gets a little weird uh if you are denying someone the ability to live in the neighborhood based on their religious preferences because it's definitely illegal but if it's like a hey i own 20 acres um i would like to do this for my friends and neighbors and we all happen to believe that and the pastor's coming and yeah if y'all want to do that that's cool just leave out all the other stuff yeah just yeah let it be at normal yeah (laughs) yeah i do i do genuinely feel like you could have a commune existence without it being a cult yeah personally i mean because technically if you think about it the idea of a neighborhood Mm -hmm. should be that kind of commune mindset of Hey, we watch each other's houses. Sure. Hey, I saw your kid fall. I I got him a Band-Aid. Sure. That that kind of neighborly friendship community. Yeah, and I I definitely I don't have that cuz my neighbors definitely set up a paintball range in their backyard and we listened to paintballs firing for about 4 hours the other night. So Awesome. That's great. Well, my friend's new neighbors have threatened that she should put her dog down because it barked at him. Okay. Yeah, maybe no more neighborhoods. I have amazing neighbors. Okay, good. Let me just tell you. just put that on the record. I, there is four houses. Yes, two to my right, two to my left. Yep, they are the best. My kids can run across their yards. They don't care. They they, they let them come help pick flowers. Mm. We take turns watching each other's kids. My kids have spent the night at the neighbors camping in their driveway. It's perfect. That's I love great. it. That's great. I love my neighbors. Start a cold with that. I need a fence, though, for Missy. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, so... I would check it out. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's definitely dated. It's not a high-quality production, but it's, it's a very... Two, it's 2007. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty... It's well done. You it, get lots of good story. You get lots of good It's such a fascinating info. look at, at the coming out process yes. of a cult. It reminded... Uh, there was a lot of things that they talked about that reminded me of Deprogrammed. Yeah. Um... But yeah, no, I liked it. I had fun watching it. Yeah, and and that's the thing with this retreat. They're not going and kidnapping you and taking right. you away from it. You it's, definitely you're like, hey, to I want to leave, and they're like, cool, come on, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, so we should start one. Okay, okay, all right. We stay in your basement. Mm, we'd have to move the comic books, but yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. We're out of here. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye.